It is. Welcome, everyone. Here it is, August, midsummer. Uh, this is the August 16th Peace Alliance Department of Peacebuilding campaign call. Welcome, everyone. I think everyone on the call already has uh, seen the community agreements multiple times. So we're going to waive reading and uh, um, be in community together here. Uh, do we want to do some brief check-ins? Just say hello. Anybody who, Jana, you haven't said hello yet. Would you like to say hi? No. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Anything else anybody would like to say before we uh, get into the, the call, get into a connection exercise? Uh, just for the record, I want to tell Amina it's 70 degrees at my house. Oh, mm. good for you. That's um, more like 90s. So it's in the 80s. And in, in the house, it's um, it's high 70s. But that's because we have AC on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're not too far from each other, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they call it microclimate. <laughs> I know. Exactly being near water. Hmm. Yeah, we're about 80 here in Chicagoland, wow. which oh, okay. is cooler than we've had. A couple of days with a lot of rain. So we probably had eight inches of rain in the, in the last oh, week, wow. which is amazing because we didn't even have all that much in wow. the spring. Wow. It just the plants and the trees that it just yeah. feels like they're happy <laughs> sounds like the monsoons or something like india <laughs> yeah it, it was flash flooding a couple times yeah. yeah it's not not that dangerously but it was yeah. relieving yeah anyone else want to say hi Lori, you didn't say much. Do you want to say something? Or no? Oh, no, just it's good to see everybody as always. So it's just, I'm, I'm thinking DC has actually been more like I, my girlfriend lives in Seattle. My sister is visiting her. It's what in the 90s in Seattle. Today was like 83, 84. The humidity has been low, like 60%. I mean, it's like we're having like how California weather used to be, you know? <laughs> you, mm. you took the good weather with you, Lori. Is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah. That's what you I mean, we've had some hot days, but after the most part, it's been, you know, we had an amazing <laughs> yeah. spring. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Makes you happy. That's cool. So I've been uh, bike riding again. I finally got on back on my bike. So that feels good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, just say the agenda and then we'll go into connection. We've just got announcements and updates on our current events, current and recent events, and then this discussion that Kendra came up with that we announced on the email. Um, uh, it uh, It's intriguing. It's intriguing. So I'm interested uh, for us to get in there. And then just what else, what other kind of ideas or, or um, thoughts that we might have, depending on how much time we have. And going on to the next call, and we're about a month away from advocacy days number two in 2023. So that's a little bit of a hustle and bustle of going around behind the scenes. 
So who would like to lead us in the connection exercise? Got a lot of smiling faces, but no other movement. <laughs> I miss Kendra's um, connection. We haven't had her connection for a while, if she, she doesn't mind. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you. Well, let's start with our deep breath. Down deep into the belly. And relaxing your muscles that are tense. So that with each out breath, you're relaxing more. We're imagining that we are surrounded by beloved community. In the trees and in the people and in rocks and in the sky. So we are cradled in the beloved community of all things and beings. And our heart is expanding with the glow of the care we share. And we are creating a ring of glowing hearts. Igniting, igniting the glowing hearts of all of all of the surroundings. <laughs> Sorry. And Let's just bring our glowing hearts together. <coughs> and share them throughout the meeting. Okay, back to you, Karen. Yeah. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Get a cough drop. Mm. Yeah. All right. Beautiful place to be. Uh, Nancy, yeah. do you want to give us uh, updates on the DOP? Okie dokie. Well, we're at um, 34 co-sponsors. Um, we're deep into planning for the fall advocacy. And um, Katya, hello, Katya. <laughs> Uh, yeah, deep into planning for fall advocacy, um, Laura, uh, Laurie and uh, Julia just finished uh, being on Capitol Hill for some um, 
meetings or drop-bys on July 20th. So we thank you for that. Um, just want to, maybe we'll say, Katya, do you want to say hello real quick and just tell folks where you're from? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, in Northern California. And uh, I know about three of you, you're working on um, an upcoming trip to Washington, D.C. to meet with the um, Haudenosaunee Mothers of Peace delegation and um, see art at the Capitol, uh, research at the Library of Congress, and go to the Smithsonian's and hopefully meet Nancy, Karen, Laura, all of you. That'll be great. And uh, establish peace in our country. <laughs> Uh, and truth, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to check in and see, because, you know, I talked to a lot of people about what we're all doing, and I don't quite understand what you're all doing. So I thought I'd <laughs> sneak in here. <laughs> well, when we figure it out, we'll let you know. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> yeah, like meeting with the Congress people and yes. you know, what what is it that that we want to establish? Okay, so um, so our our uh, sort of our whole goal and advocacy is to uh, create a Department of Peace building, and there you as you know, there's a bill in Congress to do that. Um, so we have a whole ongoing thing to get co-sponsors. Uh, we currently have thirty four co-sponsors in Congress. Um, we were in Washington D.C. in May to um, to advocate for that and a package of other peace-related bills. Um, Laurie and uh, Julia Gandhi were there on Capitol Hill again on the 20th of July. And um, we'll be going, we'll be on Capitol Hill for our, we're calling it Fall Advocacy Days from July 18th, 19th, 20th. And prior to that, we're having a few, we're calling them prequel calls with some Congress people by Zoom. So we just met, let's see if I can keep track of all this. Um, uh, could I ask, so you expect to meet with actual Congress people? or Generally, we the... meet with staff members, but yeah. we wouldn't turn down if a Congress person begged to meet with us, we wouldn't turn that right. down. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, that happens once in a while, but it's generally with staff members. Um, yeah. And even when we meet, even when a congressperson says yes, they often get called away for a roll call or something. So we have to sort of be adaptable about that whole thing. Um, and, and you have a lot of materials to give to them, to, to the staffers or? We have a flyer uh, that we prepared that sort of summarizes, uh, you know, who our well, what we want to do, what's good about a Department of Peace Building bill, who our current uh, co-sponsors are, uh, what cities and cities, counties, tribes, and individuals uh, endorse, um, a few other things. And that flyer has a link to a page um, on our on our website that's for members of Congress that goes into more detail. Um, so I can send you, I can either send you a copy of the flyer or when you're there, we'll have some for folks. Yeah, that's okay. I have a flyer of yours and I think it has links, but I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. 
Um, well, we have a couple of flyers. One is how to register for this advocacy days, yeah. which may be it. And then the other one is for what we're giving out to members of Congress. Yeah. We also send attachments when we're scheduling uh, meetings through emails. Yeah. We send uh, attachments that have overviews about the bill and things like that. Great. Okay. Um, so we just had a good meeting with uh, Congresswoman Doris Matsui's office that um, Amina led, and I, I thought it was a good conversation. Um, we'll see. <laughs> she's a she's kind of a, she's a great person, but. Um, a little bit moderate Democrat. So we don't know her, the person we met with was was hopeful. Um, tomorrow we're meeting with Congresswoman uh, Johanna Hayes' office. She's from Connecticut. And uh, anybody who wants to join who doesn't already have the Zoom or hasn't told me, let, let me know. Um, and then we have uh, so far eight other confirmed meetings in DC and we have a lot in the works. We have a lot of emails going back and forth. Charlie's been our main person who's trying to get meetings, following up, following up and following up again. So um, anyway, we have, uh, that's going. We've had uh, a few people who've signed up to be part of the Zoom component of, the, of that. Um, what else are we doing? Yeah, we, we definitely hope to overlap with the Lady Freedom and um, other folks who are in D.C. And uh, I guess that will be seen to be determined as to what kind of how our schedules overlap. But it'd be wonderful. And I know some of you are staying at the hotel, same hotel. So we'll definitely get to at least have dinners at the same time. Um, Karen, yeah. what am I forgetting? If people want to register, there's a link. Um, we sent out a e-blast a couple of days ago. The registration is on the DOP website. Um, what else, Karen? I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I think um, that's good here. I'll drop a link. I, can't, I wanted to show Katia this, this, this. I'm sorry. I just wanted to show her the flyer. Like you said, you have one. Does it, yours look? But it's beautiful. Oh. Nancy designed this. Now there's a, is a this, and then we have these great buttons. So you asked like what we no, give. I haven't seen those. I know they're know. fabulous. So thank you. I for like that. those. Those are great. Yeah, okay. I know. I just I had wanted to show off Nancy's work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we ordered buttons. We'll have more buttons in Washington. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and and those who have registered for advocacy days. We'll get an email out before we leave that'll have documents, um, you know, if you wanted to review just to become more familiar with talking points and overviews of the bill and, and such as that. And we'll have, um, we've got a training call, um, uh, I believe it's September 9th, uh, one last training call on advocacy days um, to answer any questions people might have that know that they're going to participate. And uh, we're gathering at two o'clock in the afternoon that Sunday, um, just to, to go over um, all kinds of things relating to um, uh, uh, citizen 
lobbying and and things that have come up in meetings and things you know just general plus anything people want to know more about with the department of peace building legislation and the other legislation we're advocating for another question katya well i just talked to norma um and uh looks like she's going to be around sunday and maybe a few days after her plans changed so uh, I, th I think we don't have the stress of trying to meet Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. She had to cancel um, a situation. So she's going to probably be with us the whole time. till like when we're, we're staying till Wednesday, but yeah, we're not sure if we have to go stay with the Mohawk ladies and do more research or what, what our time is going to be Monday or Tuesday. So that'll be flexible, but probably Sunday from two on, we'll be able to be with you all. You guys, great, fantastic. Yeah, um, our, our thing is flexible. We encourage people who are participating to schedule at their members of Congress. You're in, you guys are in a unique situation. Um, so that's not necessarily the right thing to do yet. Um, you're welcome to join us for any of the other meetings and that can, you can decide that in the moment you'll have the schedule of when you can just show up where, if, when it works yeah. out. For you. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. The other uh, part of this is while we're there, we're going, we're asking our database to make phone calls to Congress while we're there to a, a certain degree. We have an amplified list of, of some like 34, I think, uh, members of Congress were focusing on, and we'll have literature for drop-off. So in the very least, we'll drop off literature to Mike Thompson's office, um, to uh, Congresswoman uh, Ledger Fernandez's office from um, New Mexico, and um, to the woman who's the rep for the Mohawk ladies. Um, so we'll, we'll have enough stuff that we know at least we'll touch ground in that way. And also, obviously, this is all around International Day of Peace. So that will be something we'll talk about while we're there, too. In, ad in addition to the bills, we're promoting um, assault weapons ban bill commissioned to study and develop reparation proposals for the for African-Americans. Um, the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, promoting resolution of the Tibet-China Conflict Act and the Women's Health Protection Act. What are you, do you have plans for the International Day of Peace? Is that Wednesday or Thursday? It's Thursday. So uh, yeah, most people will be back home by then. Um, so nothing specific in DC unless um, unless Laurie and I can find way to make trouble there um, on International Day of Peace. I'm sure we can. <laughs> I, I support that. <laughs> yes, we're going to make some good trouble, Nancy. There you go. <laughs> so that's um, that's pretty much where we're at. I don't know if we're coordinating the Zoom schedules. Almost all not all, but almost all of the meetings we have so far have uh, agreed to Zoom component. And how many, how many meetings scheduled so far, Nancy? Is it five? No, we have 10. Uh, we have uh, eight confirmed 
in DC. We have two pre-DC. Um, yeah, we're almost filled up Monday. And we're almost filled up. We're getting close to being filled up on Wednesday. Um, Tuesday is the most open day so far, but we're juggling and trying to coordinate all that. So, so you're all going to eat all of the um, offices together? To the extent we can, we may have to end up uh, double booking some. Um, we'll see. We try to not do that, but almost always that doesn't completely work. Okay. Then we split up to cover them. Yeah. All right. Anything else on advocacy days? I guess register if you haven't already and you're going, right? Or or if you want to get be part of the Zoom list, uh, send Karen your information. Yeah, and that's part of the registration as well. If yeah. you're going to be there in person, you want to participate over Zoom or you want to do uh, amplify our voice phone calls or emails, um, get on that list and then we'll just keep everybody informed as changes happen. There will be meeting updates while we're in D.C., very likely. It's possible everything will just stay the way it was when we before we got on the plane. But more often than not, uh, uh, offices request changes or we get a last-minute confirmation on something that was in the works. So we'll distribute those daily, those changes to everybody. Can I just ask a couple questions? Amina, I assume you may want to be on the Zoom list, right? Yes, yes. So for now, yes, let's let's go ahead and put me on there. And um, um who else haven't we heard from? Um Jan, I don't know if you um if you're gonna be there part of the time or you're gonna be in Santa Barbara or if you wanna be part of the Zoom list or I'd be happy to talk to you, but this is recorded and I'm eating and I just got home. So Yeah, I'll okay. Talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. Are you talking about the Zoom tech? Going to run the Zoom tech? No, not the Zoom tech. The people who want to be part oh, okay. of it. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's good. That's all. That's all I have. So Kendra came up with a very interesting, interesting discussion topic for this for us this month. Uh, Kendra, would you like to tell us about it and start us off? Lead us. Lead us, please, Kendra. <laughs> well, we had that great um, NBC training on August fifth, and uh, and so and Laura has been working on the things we can say to Republicans, and um, and Ina said something about actual wording. And, uh, and using morals instead of ethics. And so I, I just thought we could help with the context of meeting other people that don't uh, imagine peace the way we do by imagining how a political conversation might go without seeing everyone as part of the beloved community. 
So let's sit, sit with that a moment. One of the first things that I thought was that I wouldn't have the same depths of trust and caring. But what do you think? How might the conversation go if we don't see ourselves as part of the beloved community or see others as part of the beloved community? By possible, I wouldn't be as patient as I hope I would be. Yeah, you'd uh, be judgmental that thinking the other person doesn't want peace, you know, like, because why wouldn't they, why, you know, why would they oppose this legislation? So, so I would just say judgment. I'd say lack of empathy. Uh, I mean, in that situation, I think um, empathy comes from a connectedness, feeling the other that not feeling the connection between you and the other person or not seeing the difference. And I think when that lacks, you lack empathy. So that's, that's in my mind. That's what comes up to me. Yeah. What comes up for me is possibly uh, no sense of, of shared understanding or like a foundation of community underneath us for a conversation, yeah. Anyone else? Well, what I think about is the Republicans that we have talked to who say, have said that um, everybody wants peace. And so nobody can be against peace. It's just a matter of how we get there. And so they think of it, some people think of it as, you know, different approaches to the same issue. And I also think about my negotiation training because one of the um, things that they teach you, especially in really difficult negotiations, like the person who trained us did negotiations for um, coal miners at one point who were being opposed by politicians, I think, or a certain community, or I forget exactly, but it was like really two very different opposed entrenched positions. And he was able to negotiate successfully a solution because you take both, you listen to both sides and um, understand what both sides are asking for, like at a need level, what are people needing? And then you kind of step back from that and create a solution that instead of like dividing up the pie, it makes the pie bigger. And so a solution that meets their needs and meets our needs. And so you have to be very creative through that process. But if you can find a solution that meets everybody's needs, even when two sides are just really opposed and they don't want to bend, then you can get a really good solution. And I came across a quote today and I can't remember it exactly, but it kind of really pertains to this. And the quote was kind of like, um, if you give something away, kind of like something tangible, like money or something like that, if you give something away, don't think of it as giving it away. Think of it as God rearranging 
the form, <laughs> something like that, which I thought was really beautiful because like, you know, we relate to each other on sometimes on a very superficial level, but actually what's really going on underneath is God's just rearranging, like it's going to go over here and then over here and then come into this beautiful blossom. So I thought that was really a good perspective. If I find the exact quote, I'll send it to everybody. You got the sense of it across. That's a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, it was just one of those things that stopped me in my tracks. I was like, wow. Um, anything else? Well, I, I just, we often say when we have meetings to go for the connection and not the convincing. And if we're seeing, if we're not seeing the, if we're seeing the person as an other, then I think we would tend to try to convince them and uh, kind of gloss over or not get into the deep connection part. I might not listen as well. Yeah. So how might it go differently by seeing everyone as part of the beloved community? How how would it how would it be different? I think you would go, you would try to, you would see commonalities and you would see if you can come to some kind of agreement about how we move forward. Yeah, I just think about how, you know, we get, especially in politics, it's like you can get very just, you know, you're so... Uh, just engrossed in communicating the bill and uh, you know sometimes you can get like rigid about that but maybe there are parts of the bill that Republicans would add a lot of good thoughts and perspectives about that we hadn't even thought about and that could make the bill stronger and so I think about just not being like entrenched in a certain position like one thing that we talk about with my work is that conflict is just um, is like a sign that something bigger is trying to happen. And so how do we identify or conceptualize what that bigger thing is and not just be like getting back into our position of this is what the bill is and we have to have all these pieces and elements or it's not what we want. So being flexible. I think I would care more about the person. Or trust them. For me, what comes up is um, um, basically understanding them. I, you know, when when a, a sense of deep listening where um, you you 
when they speak or they present their perspective, you understand um, because you don't see those differences any longer. So an understanding is what comes up for me. I would say that you that you would seek more of those connections, right? Whatever that connection is. If you kind of think that if you you know you might go with the mindset and think, oh, this person's not going to go for this. You you might not even look like again. You're more than convincing. So I think you start looking for those those connections, right? And I just wanted to point out because I know Laura, you said like um, like Republicans, but this is Democrats too. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people offices yeah. we go to, you know, they're not signing on to the bill currently. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not a Republican Democrat thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. But I know that's why on the communications committee, we talk about like, um, you know, communicating to people's needs. And so Nancy has been really good at helping us to see like what the needs are of the um, legislators. Like, what are their real needs? And then if you can communicate those needs, you often, this is like a sales technique that that you get taught in business, that if you communicate to their needs, you're communicating a lot more effectively because everybody's trying to get their needs met. And so Nancy has had some good perspectives that, um, first of all, especially in the House, uh, since their ter terms are shorter, they need to get reelected. So if we can speak to them in th that way, like this is a bill that's going to pass and it's going to get you reelected. I know we can't say that yet, but when we get to that point, it becomes a lot more compelling them. Or Nancy was saying, or I think we talked to somebody who said, well, you know, uh, the the legislator wouldn't sign on to this until um, because they won't sign on to a bill unless they know it's going to pass. So that's a need. They they need to know that the bill is going to pass. So when we can get to the point where we can say, you're going to want to sign on to this bill because it's going to pass. We can't say that yet. But when we get to that point, I think we'll get more people signing on. So understanding what the needs are. And, and the, of course, the staff members have different needs. You know, they need something easy to communicate to their representatives so that, you know, they know they can represent the bill well. So I just keep advocating for communicating to people's needs. It's more, uh, when you communicate to people's needs and desires, that actually drives behavioral changes. It, it causes you to, you know, do a behavior. Whereas if you just talk to their head or, you know, just uh, don't speak to those deeper needs, if they don't have an incentive really to change or to, to take a new behavior but and it, then it, you can take it even deeper because if you speak to their desires then that usually almost automatically changes behaviors because if somebody really desires something they'll take action on it and on the NBC call we were inspired to speak from our hearts and be vulnerable and um, 
I think that's effective too. And if we see some as someone as being part of the beloved community, I would expect that they would receive our vulnerability with trust. You know, that they wouldn't the door in her faces and and maybe that's um, it's definitely a key but I don't I don't know how we we cannot trust the, a person that we don't know but we we know that uh, ed, people tend to respond to vulnerability. So I guess we just have to do, do that mm -hmm. to our deepest place. Yeah. Love them enough to be vulnerable. So if, if there's one thing that you can do in our upcoming meeting or in your families and community and friends, what would you like to do? One, what one thing would you like to do to bridge the divide? I think what you're saying about I'm not sure what you're asking. Go ahead. Say again. I just wasn't sure what you were asking. What is one thing that you think you would like to do to bridge and heal the, the political divide? Yeah, what comes up for me is is maybe we invite them to consider everyone at the table is part of the beloved community. Come up with a really brief description of beloved community and and say that we we come uh in peace to work for more peace uh in the spirit of us all being part of the beloved community and looking for the right way forward toward that end or something like that. That's a little bit different approach. You know, it's kind of, we're all in this together to some extent we say that, but yeah, possibility. What were you gonna add, Jenna? Like to have empathy circles with Congress people. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that would be good. Nancy, you started to say something earlier. Well, I was just have a thought. I think I think um, 
I think there was an empathy circle with um, Congressman Desanye. And um, I don't know that I remember how that went, um, but yeah, I think that I think that happened about a couple of years ago. I only have links for to two with the congressional um, candidates, two empathy circles with congressional candidates, but I'm not aware that one was done with a congressperson. I'd be happy to see it. I know um, I'm blanking on his name right now. <laughs> the empathy guy um, had scheduled Edwin? Edwin? Edwin. Yeah, he had scheduled one or he, yeah, when also when he was all the benefit of Congress. So I, I, and I thought he's, I thought he accepted. I'm that's sorry. a really interesting idea though. That, who else? Yeah, who that's else? one of the links that I have. He sent me two and he did one, but there were no, um, no Congress people. There were just, um, in one, I think there were two or three that he participated when he ran. Um, and there's another one with, uh, what's his name? That, who ran against Pelosi. That, um, yeah, I don't know his name actually. I think his name is to say. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll look for you know, I was thinking, Karen, like kind of build on what Karen said that, you know, being students of the NV365, you know, and then we just, I mean, you know, we're advocating for this legislation, but like, that's another thing we could bring to the conversation, right? You know, that this is why we're here. This is what it's all about. So that they really get a sense, you know, that we're serious about this piece, you know, but I just thought that would be I mean that you know you you bring up Martin Luther Dr King, that brings up good feelings on the other, <laughs> from the other side. I mean, even if they don't feel that way personally, they're not they're not going to oppose it, right? I mean, like <laughs> anyway, I'm just thinking somehow bring that into our conversations. Yeah. In in uh, our seminary program, uh, James Twyman used to say. <clears throat> Um, why? What are we? Why are we here? We're here to see as God sees, and, and what does God see? The beloved sees only the beloved. So that's been kind of my, I mean, that's my aspiration. But that's kind of my mantra to myself, and has been for years. You know, the beloved sees only the beloved. Wow. Ah, this is what I was looking forward to find. I don't know if all of you heard about the um, landmark decision that the young people won against the state of Montana today. Right. Well, um, was quite awesome. Uh, <laughs> a judge declared that the state of Montana had had uh, violated their rights to clean air and happiness and peace and all that kind of stuff by 
by putting right in their laws that they had to um, support these mining industries and things like that. They won, which is huge. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 young people from every age. But um, the newscaster asked um, one of the, the girls who's now in college, what, what did you say to those in your state, the Republican lawmakers who are climate change deniers? And um, she said, I say the facts are there if you look at the science. Um, I also say uh, to the Republicans that I love this land just as much as you love this land. We, we all in Montana use our land so much. We go hunting, we go fishing, we go recreating, we go hiking. And everybody I think in Montana has a shared connection of love for our land. And that is how my love for this world is manifesting. Hmm. Beautiful. And if anybody is into the Edgar Casey readings, uh, he had a prediction prophecy that Montana, I think the capital of Montana, one of the towns in Montana would become a beacon for the world. Well, that hmm. is interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, interestingly enough, so there are three, two other court cases going on right now, one against the federal government um, on the same idea that they aren't protecting our children. Um, and one, I think, is in Oregon, California. So this decision today was very good for those other two cases. That's wonderful. And good to support the reason we need a DOP to find a way to to best um, protect people's rights to clean air and peace. Mm -hmm. yeah. Generations to come. Yep. Yeah, and they are making the point. This is not a future issue. This is a now issue. <laughs> this is happening now. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm I'm noticing we've got about six minutes or so left. We started a few minutes later. Um, more for this conversation. I was just thinking when Nancy said that about a beacon that it it. it is enlightening and um, maybe part of enlightening is also lightening the burden. I mean, <laughs> it's lifting. I don't know. No, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. You know a lot. <laughs> uh, I I really appreciate your taking part in this conversation because I've been struggling with this and I I really value your help. 
Well, that was helpful to me. Thank you. Good conversation to have. Yeah. Thanks, Kendra. There's there's your vulnerability showing. <laughs> That's beautiful. Appreciate that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I agree. And and that, I just knew oh, from oh, go ahead. That helped go me ahead. too to think of everyone as part of the beloved community, whether they've really framed their life in that way or not. Um that that I see them as part of the beloved community. And uh, yeah, that's that's good for now, but yeah. And how does the world look differently when you think and feel that way? Yeah. Go ahead, Laura. I was just gonna say that uh, when I did the, my negotiation trainings um, and you hear the stories of like really opposing parties uh, in all kinds of different scenarios. And then you hear from, you know, really good negotiators, how they work those through so that everybody comes out of it happy. Uh, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence that these kinds of things, you know, there, there are processes and ways of working through these kinds of situations that really do work and bring people together, even though they might even hostily come together across the table. But if you know what, you know, by applying a few tools and techniques, uh, some of the worst situations that you just think there's no solution, these people are never gonna like each other, you can you can really come out with a really great solution. Yeah, and that's um, what Marshall Rosenberg, the founder of uh, the Center for Nonviolent Communication would say, there is no conflict at the feeling your needs level. We all have that in common. The conflict is at the strategy level. So that I imagine is, you know, that's basically what negotiation is, is how does, where, where, where do we come up with a strategy that meets everyone's needs? And, uh, um, some of the old ways of of just, you know, where someone's the winner and someone's the loser isn't working anymore for people. And how they just look a little bit deeper, focus on the, the center of the feelings and needs and come up with something that works for everyone. I, I completely agree, Karen. I mean, for me personally, coming or being born and raised in a completely different part of the world, I've had the experience of seeing the world from a much broader perspective. And ultimately, like you said, ultimately, bottom line, we all want the same thing. All human beings fundamentally want similar things. And um, the needs are similar fundamentally, like you said, is the approach. That's that's different. So if we can get to that commonality uh, with whether it's Republican or whoever, um, you know, Democrat, Republican, you know, whatever kind of ideology, um, we can we can open up each other's minds to be more receptive of the truth. And peace is to me synonymous with the truth. And and so it's a fundamental need for every human being to be at peace. And so at the end of the day, we're all, you know, once we, we hit that nerve, then <laughs> then we can see it the way, you know, the same. You don't see difference. We could always give them marijuana cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another 
So that would be the strategy part. That would be the strategy. <laughs> you have some in the oven, Lori? <laughs> yeah, Lori. You're, you're speaking as if you've made a few of them. Well, like, that used to be my thing. I said, if Reagan, if I could just get him high, he'll, he will stop talking about the uh, evil empire, you know? And, uh... <laughs> if it says co-sponsor, sign me up on that project. I'll come to your kitchen and I'll bake them. <laughs> I'm not sure what the charges would be, but I suspect that that would be illegal. <laughs> or maybe just immoral. I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Sorry. That's funny. Not legal. It's not legal in most places or many places. What's that? But also to give it to someone without their knowledge. Also, even if it's legal in the state, to give it to somebody without Oh, yeah, I could never, of course, yeah. I could not do that. Yeah, of, course, of course. I would have done it for um, Reagan, but, but that's okay. <laughs> give electroshock without informed consent. I don't see <laughs> you know how they say all is, all is fair in war? I'd say all is fair in peace. <laughs> in building peace. Well, it's psychiatric like drugs and war to people without informed consent. So I don't think it's a big you know, I was, uh, I know it's towards the end, but it's like, I was kind of having this conversation with myself, like, if given the opportunity to, to speak to members of Congress, you know, like, what would I want to say? And and I, I, it's about, like you mentioned the word enlightening, right? You know, I think there are people who are aware, and then there are people who are not, you know, and, and I always say, at least in this lifetime, I have awareness, but you know, maybe I wouldn't be aware if people weren't aware, right? So there's a people that just react to everything. And then there's people that have are able to step out of their situation. And some people don't do that. You know, they just, they, they just react. So that's what I'm saying, like how, you know, what, what are the ways to, to try to help, you know, you know, enlighten them, right? So speaking, you know, seeing them as part of the beloved community, yes, but there's also more to that too, right? You know, so I say it's just be so. That's all we need is just for the, you know, mass enlightenment. You know, we'll have peace on earth just like that. Yeah. It reminds me of um, something Elizabeth from the King Center shared with me in a, in a recent exchange. Um, is an acronym she likes for love is let others voluntarily evolve <laughs> wow um, yeah i know it it kind of struck me too it's like let me hold that for a while <laughs> and look at it from different angles yeah so it's another way of holding people in beloved community no matter where they are you know and uh maybe suspending judgment and um you know finding what to invite people into if they're not aware of of what we're bringing uh, to their attention. I don't know, but that it's, <laughs> I really like it. And we'll see if a year from now, what I've explored around it. <laughs> yeah, acceptance, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That could be our closing quote. <laughs> could be. Does anyone else have an actual quote? I have one. To share? It's a familiar one to most of you, but let's see if you can figure who said this. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so the quote goes as follows. We are constantly building and changing together. And each one of us 
is important to the beauty of what we create. It is by, any guesses? None other than our Kendra Mon. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it reminds me of what Kendra's been talking your dream. about. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just, that line, Kendra, just melted my heart. So I <laughs> promised myself that I'll use it as a quote in one of our meetings. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I, I wanted to give you one from Bernice King. Um, she said, hate comes from a deficit of love. You can literally love the hate out of a person. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. when you don't see the separation between you and the other. That's 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 it can be accomplished once you can achieve that. Beautiful. Yeah. I just imagine just uh embracing someone energetically with a heart full of love glowing. Um, you know, just as if they had maybe been hit by a car and <laughs> just were full of pain, you know. Yeah. Hate is painful. Yeah. yeah. And and just holding them in love until they felt love themselves. Yeah. Ah, thank you all. Thank you. I, just uh, just a reminder that our next campaign call is September 20th. So it will be when we're back in our homes after right after Advocacy Days, uh, having a half a day on that Wednesday for those who can participate. And um, yeah. So September 9th for the training call and then we're in DC once again. <laughs> so can't wait. <laughs> Advocate. Um, so thanks again, everyone. It's um, amazing. And I, I just feel so fortunate to be in beloved community with all of you as we continue to explore what does that mean? And um, yeah, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to contemplate and practice with and and everyone here makes it a safe place for us to to be with each other in that way. Mm -hmm. Very special. Yes, thank you. I love you all. <laughs> love you too. Thank you. Love you. Bye bye. Thank you. All right. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye.